Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. May your survival be long. May your death be swift. My name is Thomas. I welcome you back to part two of The Last of Us, part two, Spartacast. And I'm, of course, not alone because that would be very boring. I am, again, joined by uh, Sersha, who has not played the game, but only watched it, and the real MVP, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's how I should be introduced every time. The the real MVP? Yeah, How are you guys doing today? Good. Yeah, Yeah, good. I'm good that I'm not hosting again. (laughs) Thank you again, Thomas. Lazy. Oh, you're welcome. Lazy boy. Should you be listening to this in the future, we are still in the middle of a pandemic, uh, but that has actually enabled us to play a lot of games. One of those games is Last of Us 2, and we discussed the first half of the game in part one. We are now going to discuss the second half of the game, and once again, we are going to spoil everything. So if you have not played the game yet, pause this podcast, go play the game, finish it, come back, and uh, tell, let us know what you think of The Last of Us 2. Because we're going to talk about part two. We're going to talk about our feelings, our impressions of the whole game, and anything else concerning this game, what you would like to discuss. We'll uh, take the same way of doing it as we did for the first one. I'm going to tell you what is happening in the game, and uh, then we can discuss for every part of the game Uh, what we think of that. Uh, The first part of the game was Ellie. And then after we uh, gone through hell with Ellie, uh, we lost uh, Jesse because Abby has found a theater, killed Jesse, is holding Tommy at at gunpoint. And that's where the cliffhanger ended. And then all of a sudden we get a flashback and we see a very young Abby uh, who is running through a forest looking for her dad. And she finds her dad, and her dad is trying to save a zebra who is entangled in barbed wire. We also see a very young Owen. Uh, he, he helps them, and uh, when they go after, they, when they've released the zebra, and they go after it, we see the Firefly Hospital. And it turns out that Abby's dad is the leader of this hospital, and you already guessed it, the surgeon that was killed by Joel at the end of Last of Us 1. Now, we cut again to, uh, I guess, a few days later, maybe a few weeks later, Abby approaches the operating theater and she finds her father dead, killed. The uh, aftershock of the incredibly shocking ending of Last of Us 1. Owen tries to console her So, that's quite a way to start part two. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I suppose at this point, I still wasn't thinking, oh, we're going to play Abby for three whole days. I was like, oh, is this just like another little segue, a little flashback, and then we'll go back to being Ellie again? Yeah, I think everybody thought that. Yeah. Uh, Did you guys uh, think that... uh, this was Abby's dad, the, the surgeon that uh, 
Joel killed? Uh, I think, I don't know what I thought at that point. I think maybe... Yeah, I think, sorry, that's not very helpful, is it? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really sure at that point. I mean, because a lot was going on, 30 from part one. Yeah, but- I don't think I had a really striking moment, like, oh, this must be this guy. But I kind of thought it would make sense if it was. Because I did, also, I didn't play The Last of Us. Well, I did play The Last of Us, but as in, I, I didn't play it for quite, a, I played it quite a long time ago. So I couldn't remember the characters. Whereas I don't know if you, Thomas, because you played a bit more recently, could you recognize him from playing it? Um, well, I had a very strong suspicion that um, Abby was the somehow related to um, to that to that guy. Uh, I don't think I immediately went to uh, uh, she's the daughter, but it could be. I, I I was not surprised by this development at all. I saw this somehow. I saw this coming. I had a feeling it was something like this. Um, and we also see that in this case that Abby is probably about 15 or something. So she's about the same age as Ellie in, in Last of Us 1. And clearly not as bulked up as uh, uh, as she is now. And this is the inciting incident, basically. We're seeing the creation of the Abby as we get to know her. Uh, it'll, it's, it's all kick-started by Joel killing her father. Then we flash back forward uh, to the Baldwin Lodge and we see Abby kill Joel again but she tells her friends not to kill Ellie and Tommy as I already said she basically saves her own life here too it's the first time she t- she saves Ellie uh, it happens again later on we'll, we'll get to that um, and after that flashback we see Seattle day one and then it starts to dawn that this was not just a couple of flashbacks, but we are actually going to play Abby in the present. So what is happening here? Seattle day one, Manny wakes Abby up and Isaac wants them on the front. And uh, we see what life is like in the WLF home base of the stadium in a way that mirrors Ellie's scenes on day one. Abby talks to Jordan, who says he's assigned to the Seravina Hotel, uh, where he will die, tortured by Tommy. Uh, we see the people of the WLF are very much like the people in Jacksonville. Uh, Manny, Abby, and Mel go to the front. Uh, Mel was the pregnant lady uh, that gets killed by Ellie at the end of her day three. Uh, we see Manny and Abby's room in the VIP suites of the stadium, and they talk about the effect that killing Joel has had on them. Uh, and we pick up a German shepherd named Alice, which is the dog that Ellie kills at the end of her day in the aquarium uh, the crew gets ambushed by scars they crash and they have to hike to the fob where Isaac is uh, the team battles their way through Seattle fighting scars and infected and Abby collects coins along the way just like Ellie collects uh, uh, superhero cards Abby collects coins of the states of America now we, we come through a few notable locations like a hardware store, a boat dock empty tr- and empty trains uh, where there's this whole a battle with uh, scars and it ends at a gas station where they get picked up by a patrol uh, and rescued um, Mel is injured and she's taken to the hospital Mel is, uh, we find out that Mel is a doctor herself um, the WLF have pulled all their troops back Isaac wants to see Abby and Manny but they look for Mel first to see how she's doing and we see a lot of familiar faces here like uh, faces that get killed by Ellie in her section yes <laughs> 
uh, Nora is treating Mel. Uh, she wants to show them something. And apparently a soldier named Danny is dead because Owen shot him and Owen has disappeared. Now we know now by now that Owen and Abby have a very special uh, relationship. So that clearly does something to her. Abby and Manny go to Isaac, and Isaac is interrogating slash torturing a scar. Isaac tells them of the plan to invade the scar's island under the cover of a big storm that's coming. Abby and Manny need to lead the assault. Isaac says that Owen shot Danny. Abby wants to go after him, but Isaac forbids it. Abby goes anyway because she knows where he will be. And this is also where we hear this, may your survival be long, may your death be swift. So there's a clear mirroring going on between Ellie's day one and uh, Abby's day one uh, in, a, in a lot of ways. And it's a, a bit on the nose, but they are really trying to show us, hey, these two factions are not so dissimilar. And um, yeah, what was your thoughts on that? Yeah, that, I think they're this, they're now really trying to show that uh, Ab, you know Abby is oh she's not this horrible evil person that we thought she was that she's very similar to Ellie, and this group is actually not the evil group we thought they're very similar trying to get by and try to survive, as well. It's a little bit on the nose at times as well as you mentioned, but I just want to say very quickly did, did any of you guys notice a kind of Easter egg here? That I picked up on because remember Ooh, when we when we first meet Abby in the in uh, this section when she's asleep she wakes up and she had been reading a book. Did any any of you notice the title of the book? Was it Wuthering Heights? Nope. No, it was. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, no, it's not a classic. It's uh, it's a modern. But it's called City of Thieves. And did you notice the author? No. no. <laughs> it's. I believe it's David Benioff or Dan Benioff. Do you know who really? that is? Um, one, of the, one of the one of the bees of uh, Game of Thrones. Exactly. So because he wrote that novel, which I read actually about ten years ago, and I when I thought I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. That's a novel from the one of the writers of uh, Game of Thrones, just randomly. So just thought that's uh, that's an interesting Easter egg that people. Yeah. Make. Is there any? thing relating in that book or is was there is it just a random book or do you, uh, you think there's a there's was something they were trying to say with her reading that I'm or trying to t- i mean the the book I, mm, I don't think so because the book is about two friends who have to travel around russia during the second world war uh trying to get eggs which you know it's explained in the book why because there's not a lot of food and this general wants them to get eggs for his daughter's wedding um it's okay. a strange story, but it's so... it's, but it, it's good. Uh, it has an ending and everything. Anyway, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there good. are there are a few more books in Abby's room, as you see on top of her bunk. There are a few books there. I don't recall the titles. I think, but I think they were more like the classic books. I would have it would have been maybe too much if if she had been reading Moby Dick. You know, mm. the, the whole tale of revenge gone wrong. Mm. Yeah, that'd be a bit much. The the original one. She was reading a Mr. Men story. <laughs> Mr. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but anyway, yeah. After... <laughs> no, good Easter egg. <laughs> after this section, we get another flashback. And we, um, <coughs> we, we see Owen and Abby in, um, in one of those uh, baskets of a uh, Ferris wheel. And there we, we learn what we... Uh, that Abby is afraid of heights. 
that was already suggested in the first time we play her. Uh, and we see how they discover and explore the aquarium and that they are actually in a relationship. But there seems to be, Abby seems to be not really committed to it. She's way more committed to her quest for vengeance on uh, on the on Joel, the guy who killed her father. Uh, this is uh, a very long flashback uh, that I just uh, <laughs> reduced in two sentences, but um, it's it's a nice flashback. Yeah, um, yeah. I was just gonna say, yeah, I really, I I think this is one of one of my favorite scenes. Again, I think this was before then. I was a bit like. Screw you guys. I don't want to play as Abby. This is rubbish. I was just like, I don't want to do this. I want to play as Ellie. This is annoying. Uh, that whole first like section, I was just like, ugh. Um, just found it really annoying, to be honest. I was like, oh, I hope this is going to be over soon. But then I think from that flashback, I was a bit like, oh, okay. Maybe just because Owen's kind of cute. So I was like, oh, I, I can get into this a bit more now. <laughs> but it was, I, I just enjoyed that whole sort of flashback a bit more. And the aquari aquarium's really cool. I suppose it's a bit like when Ellie discovers the museum um, yeah. again. So it's kind of like something of the old world. But yeah, that's when I started to be a bit more like, okay, if I have to play as Abby, I have to play as Abby. <laughs> Especially if she's with Owen. Yeah, if she's been there and then I like it. <laughs> yeah, and, and we, we see there the sailboat. Uh, we learn a bit about the family that was on that sailboat and that yeah. so the two kids uh, went out to join the Scars, I think. Uh, yes. Uh, one of the many horrible histories that we come across in this game. Uh, uh, but it's a, it's, a nice, it's a nice flashback. Um, then we get back to Seattle. Uh, Manny has helped uh, Abby out of the area, and Abby has to go through Chinatown, through a hotel, killing and avoiding scars. Again, this is a quite a long passage. Uh, uh, also quite a fun passage. Uh, at the end, um, near the end, she, she's in a hotel. She has to take out several scars, and then she has to escape the hotel and then gets captured uh, by the scars. Um, it takes a couple of hours to get there. I just, again, uh, paraphrased it in two sentences. Uh, when she gets knocked out, we see another flashback. And we go to four months earlier. Uh, we return to the aquarium. Uh, Abby uh, arrives at the aquarium and she talks to Owen. It's clear that they are no longer in a relationship. And we, we get to play uh, an archery game. Did you guys win that? Or, no, uh, I me didn't. Neither. I I was I got good at I realized that there were I kept I was concentrating on ones that were actually quite difficult to get and then I turned around and I was like oh there were all these easy ones I should have done those. Well, and then I was a bit annoyed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I know but I, you you didn't have to get them all I think to get the top score, did you? No, so I think you had, to, you had to get 11 or something. But yeah. I couldn't I couldn't find two, so I was I was at 10 and I'm like I don't know where the rest is. <laughs> so I lost. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think you can replay it either, can you? Because I was like, oh, no, you no, can't I replay want it to, now. I want to beat. <laughs> I want to win. <laughs> yeah. Um, Owen has decorated the place for Christmas, I guess. Yeah. And he's making his own moonshine. Uh, and he's wondering why Abby's in such a good mood. And then we learn that Abby got a lead on Joel and that Isaac has granted them permission to go after him. So this is the uh, the start of the of the crew that eventually ends up in Jacksonville killing Joel. Now we go back to the present and Abby is being dragged by two scars. Uh, they are going to cleanse her by hanging her by the neck and cutting her stomach open. So they put her on a, on a, 
on a bucket. She's hanging. She's got a noose around her neck, and she's about to be cut open uh, when uh, two scars bring an, a girl in called Yara. She's also a prisoner, but she clearly belongs to the scars. Uh, the scar that was about to cut open Abby turns uh, her attention to uh, this girl that we later find out is named Yara. And she tells her to clip her wings. Quite mm, a nasty yeah. scene there, which means that they take a hammer and they break their arm, break her arms. Well, they only break one arm because before they, they can break the other arm, uh, the scars get sh- shot down by arrows uh, by her brother, which is left, we learn later. Uh, Abby also manages to kill a scar and they cut her loose. They have to flee and fight infected along the way. And Yara guides them out to safety and eventually they reach an abandoned yard where they hide in one of the cabins. Uh, Abby sets Yara's arm and leaves them in the caravan. She goes to the aquarium to the aquarium alone. She tries to get there by crossing uh, the bridges of the city but falls into the water. She then cuts through a very infested ferry. This was quite a cool bit. Uh, where she finds a crossbow. What made it cool? Um, she makes her way to the aquarium and finds Owen in the sailboat. They talk, and Owen explains what happened with Danny. He couldn't kill an old scar, and Danny turned on him. In the struggle, a gun went off, and Danny was shot. Owen uh, is sick of fighting for land he doesn't care about and wants to go to Santa Barbara, where it is rumored there are still fireflies. They argue because Abby has no intention of rejoining him, and they end up having sex. Then, in a dream, Abby is back in the hospital, but instead of finding her dad dead, she sees Yara and Lev strung up and disemboweled. She wakes up and feels the urge to go get them. Well. Well. (laughs) Oh, I thought (laughs) I was expecting a well. Yeah, I thought we were waiting for a question there. (laughs) Not just well. Well, well, uh, well, which part? <laughs> well, well, um, yeah, it's a yeah long go ahead. Section? Yes, it is a long I mean, section. I guess, as you say, you we get in at this point. I was thinking, are we now going to have another day once to three where we play as the scars? That's what I was thinking because I was thinking there's more chapters after if we get if we go like day one, two, three. I was thinking there's three more chapters. Are we then going to see it from the scars' point of view and play as them? I was thinking that would be kind of oh, cool in, <laughs> in terms of like the different aesthetics and the different mm. weapons, but it's also kind of doing that sort of theme to death. So I was a bit like, oh, I don't know if I want that. But obviously it didn't go that way, but that's why I was wondering at this point. And there were flashbacks within flashbacks now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not usually a fan of those, but uh, I suppose they got the job done. But yeah, my only thing is, that, again, it's mirroring what happened with Ellie and it's, you know, well-written and that, but it was a bit long, I felt. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, I think can... this bit and a bit, yeah. the, the next chapter starts to get a little bit too long, doesn't it? Right. Yeah, the pacing here is uh, worse than yeah. it is in the first half of the game. It's one of the issues I have with the game because there are just so... these long stretches of just trying to get somewhere without actually getting somewhere. Yeah, there's a lot of that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it takes away a bit of the storyline there. Um, I felt, and I think I said that to you guys too at the end of the game, I felt like the game was 10 hours too long and most of it is coming from this section. Yeah, I I would say maybe three hours. I think 10 is... <laughs> 
It's slightly well, harsh because that's a third of the game. <laughs> you, you you played it a lot. I played it in 40 hours. You played it okay. in 20. Fine. So for, okay. for me, so it was 10 hours too long. Sure. Okay, fine, fine. Okay. It's all relative. It is. Yeah, it definitely is. Sersha, what uh, what did you experience this uh, when you were watching it? Uh, overall or this section? Or... This section, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just... I mean, as I said, if we get to know more, you know, that was pretty cool seeing the two Scars, Yara and Lev. They turned out to be two of my favorite characters. Um, that scene where they clip her wings was one of the most brutal I found in the game that I just could not watch that. No, it was me neither. Like, very quick, very brutal, very nasty. And um, it, but yeah, I, I suppose that was my favorite part of this section. And then, you know, we find out what happened between Owen and Danny. I have to confess, I wasn't really, I mean, I can understand Owen, but it, I just, but for me, this was a bit like soap opera a little bit. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like, do we really, really need <laughs> to go on about this? But um, no, it's still pretty good. Well, they're but setting. kind of like, I wanted to move on now. <laughs> they're, they're, they're kind of setting up the factions here too, you know, uh, with, mm. uh, I mean, the, the scars are clearly a lot worse than WLF. Right. Uh, but the WLF are not exactly good guys either. I mean, the whole trespassers mm. will be shot on side stuff uh, is, is not exactly uh, forthcoming for, uh, mm. they don't come across as, as very friendly. Probably if you're inside, then it feels very safe and, and friendly. But if you're not in the group, then, um, Which is I don't get... where I think it's a bit different with the Seraphites of the Scars because obviously they turn against their own a little bit and they are very sort of strict. And if you sort of go against those rules, then Scars you are, are cast religion. out. Yeah, yeah religion. it's a religious, religious kind of cult. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely a cult. Yeah, and 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 we learn more about their belief system uh, during the trek, especially in the Chinatown uh, section where we find a lot of, and it was quite. It was a beautiful section, I think, but I, I felt a lot less bad killing scars than I felt killing uh, other others in this case. Yeah, the, the scars I found throughout to be a little bit two dimensional, like you know these evil cult, and um, you know when watching it, you know, at least I was like, yeah, no, I don't really care about them. But yeah, the WLF and the other group in Jacksonville, they were I forget their name now. <laughs> oh, the Rattlers. No, those, those yeah, are California. No, no, you know the ones in uh, the Ellie's group. Oh, right, group. the Fireflies. No, well, they no, don't. Have, they don't the really very have beginning. Name. Oh, the very beginning. Okay, the oh, group, sorry. Yeah. there's so many groups. <laughs> I know it's get confusing, but they don't. No, have a name. they were the Jackson they were the best. Yeah, they were the best developed. Whereas the Scars, and then as we talked about, the ones in California are more like you know Doctor Evil that they do all these things because they're evil. <laughs> yeah, but, but also um, to make you feel less terrible about killing them. I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. I had no no qualms killing the uh, killing the, the the scars. Uh, so and they also I, I, really. I don't I don't really recall, but you know the the, the wolves they cry out for their fallen and and their names yeah. and everything. The scars mm -hmm. don't do that. I don't think so. No, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, it's not noticeable anyway if they do. Yeah, exactly. So Seattle day two. Uh, Abby has woken up and she goes back to where she left the kids because that dream clearly means something that she feels guilty about leaving uh, the two kids behind. Uh, I think Lev is about 10, 11, 12, 13. Lev is 13. Yara is probably 15 or 16, something like that. Yeah. 
So she fights off uh, scars to get to them, and she finds them and brings them to the aquarium. And Yara is very ill. She's feverish and sick because of the broken arm. Now, Mel has turned up at the aquarium, and she can help Yara, but she needs medicine and supplies for that. Her arm needs to be amputated. She has uh, compartment syndrome, which means that the bone is fractured and splinters have spread out throughout the arm and that it, it can't heal. And if they don't amputate it, it will infect the whole body. Uh, Abby wants to go to the hospital, but Yara doesn't have hours. She only has a few hours left and not uh, eight out the eight hours it takes for Abby to get to the hospital. Uh, Lev proposes to take her there through the serified bridge system, which goes above the city. He can get there in two hours, he says. Okay, Abby agrees, and Abby takes them to the edge of the rapids, and then Lev takes them to the bridges and to the hospital. They go through an apartment building, and I really like the geek room there, the room with the uh, the role-playing table and the miniatures everywhere and stuff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, there was a safe in there, so that uh, obviously uh, stuck with me. Uh, and they go all the way up, and Abby's fear of heights plays really plays up here, but she manages to get to the bridges. It's crazy high. They get attacked by scars who call Lev Lily. Abby doesn't ask about it because Lev doesn't want to get into it. Uh, they continue upward with an elevator, and Abby is really scared. They reach the top, but the bridge is very narrow. Abby thinks she makes it, but there's another even narrower bridge. Abby's almost there, but she loses her balance, and she and Lev drop down into a pool of a hotel. Lev doesn't know this building because they always go down through the, on the outside of the building with these elevators. Uh, so they have to fight their way down through a lot of infested, including, I think, uh, a few shamblers and a bloater. At one point, Abby has to go alone to find a gas mask for Lev. Uh, she gets in, even gets attacked by infected coming out of the wall. I think yeah, that was the first I... time where we had that. Oh yes, yes. Oh, they were annoying. I was always I had my shotgun ready at all times just to like oh, I did enjoy getting a flamethrower at that point as well. Um I'm sure at that point if you on a level further one level further up there was a body wearing a gas mask. Maybe the gas mask was not working, but when she was like, "Oh no, we need to find a gas mask." I was just like, "Well, there's one literally like one level up. There's a dead body wearing one, but was maybe that broken? Yeah, I don't. Well, when I went up, I went up there, and she didn't. You couldn't interact with it, so mm. she didn't like check it or anything. But I was like, "Hey, wait a minute, this isn't fair. There's one right there. Yeah, but, I don't have but to go to this room." That's the same thing in the game that you get shot to bits by a by a guy with a with a shotgun, and then you check him, and he only has arrows. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, you just shot me. Where are your bullets? Where are they gone? <laughs> but apparently, in this universe, everybody can only carry nine bullets of a certain gun, so. Mm, yeah, it's uh, it's annoying. But, it's, but yeah, I did. I intense section. Yeah, I did quite enjoy th that bit though, like going through that area because it was kind of and they, you know they are the worst enemies, the the ones that like um, run at. I think they're, they're not called runners, but there's something that uh, the, what's that? The stalkers. Yes, the stalkers, the ones that um, basically just run up behind you or just come from every angle. Cause I was basically like in a corner all the, all the time, like trying to sort of bat myself and see where they were. Um, yeah, they were really scary. Or the, the trick I had was like, just throw something. So it made a noise. So they ran to that and then I could like blast them. Yeah. They but, were yeah, they, annoying. Yeah, they were scary. quiet too. You couldn't hear them. Yeah. You said that was the thing. You couldn't find out where they were. And then they totally just run at you shrieking yeah, at you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so you have the run, you have the runners, stalkers, 
yeah. uh, clickers, uh, uh, chambers, bloaters. Those are the and the, the I think the stalkers were new here as well, right? Yeah, they they were, and I found them the scariest actually. I you know in the first game the clickers were really, but actually in this game I wasn't that bothered about them as much. Um, but definitely the stalkers. Yeah, because with Ellie you you carry a switchblade, but uh, Abby has to make shifts again. Yeah, yeah, we're back to that again. Except I found it easier to make them. I was making sort of like four at a time most times, so that was a bit... I found, I seem to remember with Ellie, it it took ages to make one. Yeah, you could only have three, and then you could improve yourself, and then you could, instead of one, uh, you could still make three, but your shifts lasted two instead of one kill. So you would still be... So it was a, yeah. Yeah, it was a mess. Uh, but you you went through the skill trees a lot faster here if you find all the all the pills and everything. And it depends a bit. I I I didn't finish all the skill trees. I was focused no, I a lot either. about. Uh, I don't think uh, it's probably Is it not even possible, possible too. I was going to say because I mean I found a lot of pills, <laughs> and I was still like. <laughs> That's where they are, they're little pills. Talking about um, the game, Laura. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the, in the game, yes. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> there was loads of times I was like, oh, yeah. And I, I guess I, I, I don't know about you, but I find it quite hard to think what to max out and what, what would be good to get. Because some of the things I was a bit like, well, do I really care if I craft these items a bit quicker? But then sometimes you got better stuff after you you got that one. So yeah, and and then you just kept unlocking things because you kept reading more books. And I was like, oh my god, I'm never going to get all of these. Yeah, yeah. I'm never going to have enough pills or enough scrap to upgrade your weapons. Oh, I didn't yeah, even never had how a... weapons upgraded. Yeah, I, I upgraded like one or two weapons. That was it. So I always you... I always like more. I more, I need to be able to get more ammo in there, more damage, and preferably a scope. <laughs> yeah, so I can... I made the mistake of with Ellie not upgrading my scope, and I should have done that because when I did it with Abby, I was like, oh, this is so much better. I can just pick people off. It was yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they exit the building, very tense uh, tense area there, uh, and Left tells Abby about their mom. Uh, they reach the hospital. Abby tells Left to stay there. Abby goes in and gets recognized. They let her in, and she bluffs that she's on a mission for Isaac. She goes looking for Nora. She gets stopped by other soldiers and actually arrested on Isaac's orders because she went she went AWOL, uh, away without leave. They lock Abby up. Nora lets her go, but Abby will have to get the supplies herself from the lower levels. Now, this is interesting because these lower levels were ground zero for the Seattle infection. So not the I don't think it's ground zero for the entire U.S. infection, it was actually hinted at that that might have been in Austin, uh, but it's the ground zero for the Seattle infection. Uh, there are many, many infected to fight, and you have to get the ele- electricity going because you get certain doors can only be opened with electricity, but that makes noise. So once you get the electricity going, all the infected that are still there, and they have been there for decades, wake up. And the worst one, and the scariest, probably the scariest fight in the whole game is uh, with the Rat King. It's kind of a bloater-esque creature that consists of multiple infected. And if you damage it enough, and you can barely damage it with bullets, you really need fire for that and bombs. But if you damage it enough, it actually releases like um, uh, stalkers. Yeah. And they go after you as well. But you can only kill them once you kill the Rat King. Uh, 
So that's very, very, very annoying. Uh, eventually, she defeats it, and she found the medical supplies. She escapes the hospital, and then she gets intercepted by Lev, and the wolves are looking for her. So they go back to the aquarium, where Mel saves Yara by amputating her arm. Wow. This was a <laughs> very heavy... Uh... Yeah, that, that area, with I knew there was something big coming. Uh, I didn't know what, but you could sense it everywhere. That, that was mm. the one time where I texted you and said, yeah. what the hell is coming here? Because I did not want it to be surprised. I don't think I well, told you, did I? I was like, oh, you'll find out. No, but you, you kind of confirmed my suspicion something big yeah, is going. Yeah. It felt a bit I Resident think. Evil there, I would say. Mm. That whole level felt very kind of, you know, abandoned area, abandoned hospital, sort of Silent Hill, Resident Evil kind of. Uh, but I quite enjoyed it. I mean, it was... Yeah, it was definitely, I think, one of the scariest parts of the game. And just especially when you go in at the beginning and it's all plunged into the sort of red kind of neon emergency lighting. And you can just hear that there are these uh, clickers and other sort of infected in different rooms. And you don't know where you've got to go. And you're just having to like wander around. And yeah, I think you do get a feeling something's going to come out of here at some point. But it's at least it's like a bit later on. So you, you've kind of got it's it's its own sort of area for you to tackle it rather than like you have to run around in the corridors and stuff. But yeah, that, that was a scary bit. Did you notice that when you were playing Ellie and you fell into the hospital and they sent the wolves out and down, the first thing they say when they come down is, hey, who turned on the who turned on the power? And it turns out that it was Abby who turned on the power. Oh. Because the power is on when Ellie is there. But uh, Abby is responsible for that. Um, and... Uh, what I've also found terrifying is, you know, when you see all those, you find those notes and you start to comprehend what, is, what has happened to all the people there and how terrifying that must have been if you were yeah. infected and you were there or if you even if you were a doctor or a soldier that was there. That must have been, uh, yeah, absolutely horrifying. And, of yeah. course, as, as, it's, as it's said, they tried to contain the situation instead of blowing the shit up which is probably what would also happen in real life. They try, no, we, we need to contain it and not destroy it. Uh, and that eventually led to the creation of this Rat King, which is all kinds of flesh and fungus fused together. Mm, it's horrible. Oh, it was horrible and it was so strong. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I only died once because I did. I ran away into the incorrect uh, uh well, I didn't die at all. I'll just put that out there. I was about to ask you guys how 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 often did it take to you to? I was actually, although I found it scary, I was like, all I was doing was just running around, shooting it, shooting it, then running, running back again. I tried to kill the stalker a little bit, and I was like, all right, whatever, that's not working. So then I just looped. Right. I was basically just looping round and round and shooting it. So it actually was, and I think because I was quite, I think if I hadn't had enough ammo to begin with, because obviously there is some ammo there, but when you're just running, it's really hard to like grab it and pick it up or like see see where things are. And I think that was another thing as well. I was like always having to like keep my torch on because it's like quite dark in there. I, I seem to remember as well, so you yeah. couldn't really see where you were going. Um, but yeah, I actually at the end I was like, oh okay. Oh, and then obviously you have to go and chase after the stalker, don't you? Because you think it's over. And then you go back and and you have to like sort of find it and kill that as well. After that bit, I was a bit like, oh, okay, I'm I'm glad this is over now. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't 
I think it looks harder than it is. Yeah, I, I got so so anxious from that that uh, that area that once it was over, I just I didn't even explore anymore. I just wanted to get out as soon as as soon as I can. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so I probably missed some good shit there, but I, I was like, fuck it, I'm, 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 I need to get out of here. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about the bridge area? Uh, and uh, well, you have to keep your balance because I was actually, I have vertigo. I, <laughs> I actually felt felt it in my in the pit of my stomach when I had to balance across those uh, those bridges. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching that that section. Um, I thought it also was uh, some great character development for Abby that we got to. Kn- I think because we got to fear for her, we got to feel sympathy and probably empathy for her at that point. So I think it was probably at that point that I started feeling more towards Abby. Um, that, I don't know about you guys, but I was like, oh, no, I hope she doesn't fall up. Nothing happens to her. That I began to go, okay, no, I, now I'm really get, beginning to root for Abby mm. at that moment. And then when the interaction with Lev, when um, when she says, oh, are you not going to, what did she say? Are you, can I not, uh, are you not going to give me any credit? And then Lev says, no. And then she says, oh, what, what the hell of us? Or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. But I love the interaction between them as well. Yeah, we see some more, um, some more like altars uh, from the scars. Yeah. And um, Lev actually asks Abby, hey, don't you want to ask me about that? Uh, about about that name, the, the dead name? Because it's clear that now, by now, that Lev is a trans character. And I was actually wondering that before. I was like, his, his name is Lev, but he he kind of looks like a girl. I was thinking that, am and I, I was am like, I, oh, am I, look, I, I, am I seeing this I, right? I assumed or? this wrong. Yeah, yeah. But it just it turns out that she's a trans character, and it explains some of the uh, uh, the things that's going on. And they they keep calling her by her dead name, uh, by his dead name. Um, and he asks Ellie, "Don't you want to ask me about that?" And, and Abby says, "Do you want me to ask about that?" And he says, "Not really." Well, okay, then we continue. So that's uh, I thought that was pretty cool uh, cool exchange there. Uh, and did you also thought that when you actually fell down into the hotel, that was because you? I, I thought it was because I uh, didn't get the balance right. Oh, really? <laughs> and you were punished. Only when I when I really fell down uh, through the window, I was like, oh, oh, no, it's a cutscene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a quite a lot of that in the game where you're like, suddenly it's a it's a cutscene, and you're like, oh, do I need to keep controlling it? Oh no, look, I don't need to, and it's still happening. And, and did, you, did you not find every time I was like having to um, go th- like along a ledge or uh, sort of sideways walk between uh, like two walls? I I was like, as soon as I come out between these two walls, something is going to like l- jump on me. Because that happened like three or four times in the game where you'd be like going along and then as you came out, something would come at you. I was like, oh, every time it would happen. Yeah. Yeah, that happened quite a few times, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it was a long part. It was yeah, a sure. very long bit. Uh, it had some good uh, good areas. And it's like it's like once you get through it, you're like, okay, yeah, that was cool. But when, when I was playing it, I didn't always feel like I was like, can we just get it over with now? Um, and it ends, this, this chapter ends with Abby dreaming again, this time walking again in the Firefly Hospital towards the operating theater, but this time she finds her dad alive, 
in good health. So it's it's obviously a metaphor for her redemption and for her getting off the path of revenge, uh, at least taking a first step there by saving these people. So a selfless act uh, gets rewarded and selfish acts like seeking revenge uh, only get you into more trouble. Uh, seems to be a bit a bit like the uh, the, th the running theme here. So we go into Seattle day three. Uh, we're in the aquarium, and Abby hears Yara and Lev argue. Mel explains that Lev doesn't want to leave Seattle. Owen has invited them to uh, come along to Santa Barbara. Mel says she's going with Owen, but not if Abby comes along. And she calls Abby a bad person and a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I felt a bit sorry for Abby at this point, I'll be honest. I was a bit like, Hash, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I was a bit like, oh, that's a, a bit harsh, Mel. I, I don't know. I don't know how I, either of you felt, but at that point I was like, oh. Yeah, that's that's what you get with love triangles, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, Mel, she, she is Mel pregnant. Knows. And, yeah. yeah, she Abby knows she'll never, uh, she'll never have Owen completely as long as Abby is around. So. Mm -hmm. And then so Abby... Abby did just kill Joel and torture him kind of brutally. So which yeah. I'm not sure if that was the I think for Mel as well, like she was really shocked. Had the most at, uh, problems with that, yeah. Of all of yeah. the entire group. She did, yeah. So, you know, and then the whole the shagging so. her boyfriend as well. Although she, I did yeah, does she know that? that? Well. Does she know they I don't think she knows. I'm, I'm sure she's probably guesses. Something's <laughs> happened. Or like she knows something's still going on with yeah. them if Abby's like trekking all the way to see Owen and yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm like I'm sure she that she can put two and two together and <laughs> I think so yeah yeah um Yara asks Abby to help look for Lev uh he got pretty worked up uh Lev is worried about their mom uh Yara knows she could never convince their mom to leave and is afraid of what she might do to Lev because their mother is very very religious uh, they play with Alice. And uh, when they get to the boats, they see that Lev has stolen one and is going to Haven. Yara tells Abby what uh, Lev's, Lily's story is. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, that was pretty pretty cool to uh, the way they did that. Now, Owen invites Abby to come to Santa Barbara and Abby refuses because she knows that Mel won't go if she goes. Uh, to go after Lev, they need to steal a boat from the wolves. Abby's going out to grab a boat, but Manny intercepts her. They are under fire from a sniper, and the sniper already took out Manny's whole crew. Manny tells her that trespassers showed up and are hitting them hard, and they hide in the garage, but the sniper sets infected on them. They manage to beat them, but the sniper is still at it. They chase after him and corner him, uh, but the sniper somehow gets out and kills Manny the same way that uh, Jesse gets killed, like a bullet to the head. Uh, Yara, of uh, Yara, Abby, ends up in a, a restaurant and chases the sniper. Uh, she goes outside and gets jumped by him, and it turns out to be Tommy. So we can also safely assume that the trespassers that have been hitting them hard are Ellie and Dinah. Dina. And Tommy and Jesse. Um, they wrestle, uh, Yara helps and pushes uh, Abby pushes Tommy into the ocean they take a boat and head out to the island so what do we think of this uh, part 
I did not know it was Tommy when I played it. I'll be honest. I think I, because you haven't seen him for a little bit in the game, so I'd kind of forgotten exactly what he looked like. And it is quite split second because I was just concentrating on not getting stabbed, basically, or whatever it is he tries to do to you. So I was like, wait, should I have known who that was? And then later, mm-hmm. obviously, Shorsha was like, oh, who was that guy? It, it was Tommy, wasn't it? I was like, oh, what? I was like, no, no I don't the, think we know. <laughs> the random person. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's Tommy. And then I yeah. had to go through on the internet, you know, who was the sniper in Last of Us Part 2? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's I, Tommy. I, I saw it was Tommy when, when, mm. when they were wrestling. Then yeah. I immediately, immediately saw it was Tommy. Uh, but the Maddie's death uh, was, whoa. <laughs> yeah, game. it came out kind of yeah. out of nowhere, but, but it, I, it's it's like they make you really because you, there's no way you can get to this sniper in the beginning, and if you, if you stand up, you get shot, and you get shot a lot, and you start to hate this guy. And it reminded me of the um, of the section in Last of Us One with the sniper, yeah. which was also yeah, it was exactly, quite a it was very difficult section. Now. Yeah, um, where you also hated the guy who, who was sniping you. And in this case, he also hated the guy, and then it turns out to be Tommy. I'm like, mm, yeah, right. Now, they take a boat and head out to the island, and Yara, Yara guides them to their old home, taking out many scars along the way. They find out that there are way more scars than the wolves anticipated. Uh, we even find a uh, executed scout group of wolves on the island. Uh, and especially when you see that... Um, um, that view of Haven, and it turns out that Haven is quite big. So there are a, a, a lot of scars on there. Uh, while they run towards Jara's camp, the alarm goes off, and the Seraphites now know that they are under attack. And they find Lev in their old home, but their mom is dead. She attacked Lev, and he accidentally killed her in self-defense. They have to escape the island now. In Haven, they have to get a boat, uh, but they get caught in the fight between the wolves and the scars. They exit a house, but Yara gets spotted and shot. A group led by Isaac appears, and he threatens to kill Abby if she doesn't get away from Lev. Abby refuses, a shot rings, and Isaac falls down dead, shot by Yara. The other wolves then kill Yara. So this is the death of Isaac and the death of Yara. They now have to fight off both wolves and scars. After a few fights, <coughs> they find a horse, and Abby and Lev ride to Haven. And in the meantime, you're trying to shoot at scars. When they get to Haven, they lose the horse when a building on fire comes down and they continue on foot. They fight enemies, escape a burning building, and Abby fights an enormous scar with a big hammer. He dies a very gruesome death. They find a boat and escape, leaving Haven burning behind them. That fight with that scar at the end, that almost made me quit the game. I was so frustrated by not being able to beat him. I was, I, I was, I literally told, uh, said to a friend, if I lose one more time, I'm quitting. I don't think I even remember this fight. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to. Yeah, he has it. a big sledgehammer. He's a big guy. Yeah, but I think there's a few fight. times where there's like someone that attacks. No, no, no. no, no. no. This, is, this, is, this is huge. Yeah, there were a few of them. <laughs> this is when you, when you uh, get out of the burning house and your backpack gets stuck so you don't have access to your weapons. And this guy attacks Lev and then attacks you. And it, it, it takes quite uh-huh. a few minutes to get, him, to get him down. And then you crush down into the sea and you actually yes. you rip out you rip his whole face off oh yeah it's horrible oh i, for, I yeah i have forgotten about that but yeah yeah 
you you went and blocked it from your memory. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I'd gotten quite good at dodging at that point, so it didn't take me, me too long. <laughs> but I, I do remember it being quite. Um, I, there were so many things that were quite disturbing by that point. I don't know. I just kind of went with it. <laughs> you were immune to it. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole that whole scene, the whole thing where you're escaping the village and it's absolute chaos. You're on that horse and it's burning and people are running and screaming. I thought it was amazing. I just thought they'd got the atmosphere um, down really well in, in all of that. You're just like, oh, my God, this has gone completely insane. Yeah, yeah, it has. It had the uh, kinetic energy of a of a, a war scene, where you're yeah. literally in the middle of a fight and everything tries to kill you. So that was that was uh, yeah, that was quite terrifying. But eventually uh, we escape. And you see Haven burning, um, and they get back to the aquarium where they find first they find Alice dead, and then they find Owen and Mel dead, uh, and it traumatizes Abby. She throws up. And Lev finds the map that Ali left behind, and they head for the theater, once again for revenge. They enter the theater through the back. They learn from the radio that the attack was a massacre for the wolves. Uh, they find Tommy in the reception. They make Tommy go to the ground, and Ali and Jesse storm in. Abby shoots Jesse in the head, and he dives behind the bar. Abby threatens to shoot Tommy. A firefight erupts. Lev shoots Tommy in the leg. Abby shoots Tommy in the face. And Tommy goes down. Ellie escapes and Abby goes after her. So we're now finally back in the theater at the end of the first half of the game, the cliffhanger. Uh, but you're controlling Abby and you have to fight Ellie. Yeah. There were, yeah, uh, there really were, sorry. Sorry, I was Go just going to say there were bits of that where I was like, I don't, because I didn't know what was going to happen. So it's like, if I keep pressing this, am I going to kill her? And I was like, I really don't want to kill her. So it was difficult because I was like, well, I'm going to have to do it. But I really didn't enjoy because at this point I was like, well, the game could just have me kill Ellie and that could be what it wants me to do. And it was like, oh, okay, I'll have to do it then. But I don't really want to. I didn't. It's really so. It really surprised me because I thought at this point when we go back to the, you know to this section again that we would control Ellie again. Like Ellie, yeah. And replace Ellie. But no, we kept controlling Abby, I think from her point of view. And I was like, wow, this is some really ballsy writing from the developers <laughs> that they're making us literally play as, well, in this case, the enemy, the person who killed Joel. And now they're asking us to kill Ellie <laughs> or to try and kill Ellie. I was like, oh my God, I can... You know, I don't, I don't agree at all, but you can sort of see now why that a lot of people were angry. Now, again, I do not agree with spoke before about some of the comments that were directed at the uh, actors and the writers and all. But I was like, wow, it was a really, really brave move from the developers and the writer's point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I did not like the, the, the that fight. And you, you find out that Ellie is really, really, really hard to kill. <laughs> I think that's the point, though. That, I yeah. think the point yeah. is we're not supposed to be happy. We're supposed to be no. very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. No, I really I didn't a, like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I, th I think that was a choice by the developers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, they fight, and Abby gets the upper hand eventually. Ellie stabs her in the leg. The chase continues. Abby grabs her again and kicks the living shit out of Ellie. Dina suddenly appears and attacks Abby. Abby punches her lights out and wants to kill her. Ellie yells stop, says she's pregnant. Abby still wants to kill her, but Lev stops her with a word. Abby lets Dina go and tells Ellie that she never wants to see her again. 
Abby and Lev leave, leaving Ellie and Dina bleeding and unconscious in the theater. That's the second time that Abby does not kill Ellie when she could have. But it's only probably because of Lev, I think. Yes, it's 100% because of Lev. Because Lev so reminded that's... her of her humanity. Yeah. She still um, listened, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. She's, she's well, I think you almost you do see a parallel later on with Ellie and Abby because Ellie gets that flashback of Joel. So it's you know it's other people, other touches of humanity, kind of reminding them, you know, that there's more than just revenge, and that there's you know there's people, there's people who care about you. You know, you're not on your own almost. Yeah, that's what she said. We let you live, and you wasted it. Yeah. And again, she lets her live. And again. Yeah. She's say, she she wastes it. it. <laughs> yeah. Second time. Yeah. 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 We uh, we go to black, and we go to a farmhouse outside of Jacksonville. We see Ellie look at Joel's watch, and we hear a ba- <clears throat> a baby babbling. Ellie comforts him and goes downstairs. We now get a glimpse of Dina and Ellie's really nice domestic life. They dance, and Ellie goes outside to get a stuffed toy left behind on a tractor. I sit there for a bit, enjoying the surroundings. Ellie carves JJ's initials in that in the tree that already has their own initials. Dina asks Ellie to spring in the sheep. She does that, but one escapes in the barn. When Ellie tries to get him, it makes a noise that triggers her PTSD, and she has an episode. The barn door slams shut, and she gets a panic attack where she relives Joel's death. Her screaming alerts Dina, and she manages to calm her down. The next day, Ellie comes home from a hunt and there's a horse outside. Tommy has come to visit, but it's not just a social call. He survived the headshot, but walks with a limp and seemingly has lost an eye. His marriage is on the rocks as well. The events that happened have consumed him. He found a lead on Abby and wants Ellie to go after him. Ellie says she's done. Tommy gets angry and Dina kicks him out and gives him an earful outside, telling him not to come back with that stuff. That night, Ellie can't sleep. She looks up her old journal and there's a lot of pain about Joel. She closes a window downstairs and bumps into Joel's guitar, which she starts playing. Yeah, and I think with this, it was a bit like, go away, Tommy. <laughs> like, you did, Stop it. You know, you could tell it was like, oh, okay. You could see that uh, obviously Ellie was going to, um, was going to eventually relent. But I, I was, you know, it was interesting. I, I think Ellie is, is sort of the one that's, uh, obviously for obvious reasons kind of highlighted as being the one that only cares about revenge and can't let things go but tommy is just as bad if anything yeah so he's the one who pushes her and it, yeah it's exactly because she was almost gonna we, let it go yeah when we first meet abby and when we first see her killing joe we all wanted to to kill her and to get our revenge but then when we get the chance to do it which we'll talk about later but now when there's a lead um, who, who predicted that we would have felt like, no, just let it go. Just stop. Just move on. Now. Yeah. Just keep, just keep going with your life and just don't continue after her. So I think that's a real credit to the, again, the developers and the writers um, to, to make us feel like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got another flashback. There are a lot surprise, of surprise. them. <laughs> and we see Ellie at a dance in Jacksonville. She talks to Jesse who just broke up with Dina. Dina wants to dance with Ellie and is basically flirting with her. They kiss. Seth, the bartender, gets angry at this and shouts at them. Joel intervenes angrily and Maria sends them all out. Ellie then gets mad at Joel, saying she doesn't need his help. Joel says nothing and leaves. We go back to the present. And by the way, this is exactly what uh, Ellie and Dina were talking about when they were 
uh, on their way to Seattle on the horse. What do you want? Well, I want a, a farmhouse outside of Jacksonville, raise some sheep. And they actually managed to get there. They could have had a happy ending. But Tommy had to guilt Ellie, which we see now, because Ellie is packing her bag. Dina sees her. Ellie says that she has to finish it. Uh, but Dina wants her to stay. Ellie has made up her mind. Dina says that she won't be there if she gets back by saying, I'm not going to do this again. This is when I texted you guys another stupid decision by Ellie. <laughs> Which I would say I understand. I think there's almost something in her that's it's just constant, isn't it? This idea of mm. she has to, she's just got to see it through. She's got to get closure and this is her way of closure. And it's almost like she tries to forget it and like has has this nice life with Dina, but then Tommy appears. There's always these little things that keeps your mind her and she can't give it up. Eventually she knows at some point she's going to have to reignite that flame again and keep yeah, going and, and just try and find that closure. She, she doesn't realize that she's actually going against Joel's wishes like this because Joel made that horrible decision of uh, rescuing her from the hospital and basically damning humanity to hell. So she could have a life that she actually is now giving up to avenge a guy who hurt basically the entire world. Mm. But I, I guess mean, as we'll, think, yeah, sorry, I was just going to say as no, we'll probably ahead. discuss, it's it's less, it's less just to avenge Joel, isn't it? It's it's more that she she's lost that time with him and she's lost the time to almost make it back with him because she, they, they were at a sort of rocky point weren't they because she discovered what he'd done and she i mean we, we can talk about this later because it that, yeah. that's what happens but, later but because we're we're also seeing this from like our world's point of view because if this had happened something like this happened in our world if anybody had gone through such a trauma you'd probably see a therapist <laughs> but they're not available <laughs> yeah. in that world and we see that she's trying to move on she's trying to live with dina and the baby and herd sheep and lived a perfect life, but she still has uh, PTSD. She still has flashbacks. She still has nightmares. And so she, after speaking with Tommy, she thinks that, okay, the only way that I can move on is if I get my revenge and if I kill Abby. Now we know it's not, a, as Thomas, you said, a it's a stupid decision, but in Ellie's, from Ellie's point of view, she thinks this is what I have to do. This is what I started. This is the only way I can continue living is if I just get my revenge and just you know, do this for Joel, even though it's not really what Joel would want. But so I can definitely understand Ellie, Ellie even if it's not, if we know that it's not uh, a wise decision. But I think if in our world, she probably would have had a therapist and that's what they would have told her and she could have maybe moved on a bit better. Yeah. So we now go to California. We catch up with, not with Ellie, but with Abby and Lev. They are looking for an old firefly hideout. They see a weird rattlesnake symbol. Uh, they kill a few infected and find the hideout behind a bookcase into a cellar. Uh, Abby gets the radio running and she finds out that the fireflies are regrouping on Catalina Island. When they leave that base, they get ambushed by rattlers, uh, which is a, a faction we have not heard of before. They take Lav and Ellie prisoner. Then we go to Santa Barbara where Ellie has found Abby's sailboat and decides on her next target. She fights her way through Santa Barbara's infected, including a big fight with multiple shamblers inside a house, which turned out you could have avoided if you had played it like the, not like me. <laughs> I thought I had to kill everything. I could have avoided it by just rushing through the window and then escaping through the garden. But no, I had to try it six, seven times and get killed 
get frustrated. <laughs> um, when she escapes the house, she gets caught in a trap by rattlers and injures herself badly. It's the same rattlers that caught Abby. She tricks one into the arms of a stalker and shoots the other in the leg. He tells her that they picked up an Abby a few months ago and where she can find her. Abby then kills the guy. She locates the rattler camp and they turn out to be slavers and she wipes them out. In the most fun way was just they have all these uh, clickers and uh, runners. Yeah. And the, the, fun, the most fun way was just to release them. So they would go after the... Uh, after the rattlers, and you could clean up after them. <clears throat> she frees the prisoners, but Abby is not among them. She was punished and brought to the beach, where Abby, she's basically crucified at the pillars, along with many others. She's emaciated, and her hair is cut off, but she's still conscious. Did you guys also walk to the wrong one, when you saw the, the long braid? It's like, yeah, that's uh, Abby. I just, no, I walked directly to Abby, but I didn't recognize her as Abby. Um, I assumed you were going to have to walk to a couple of people first before you got to Abby, but no, I walked to her straight away, but I, I didn't recognize her at all. Cause obviously she said, I mean, that's a horrible scene. That whole scene was horrible yeah. to see. Cause it's not what you are expecting. I thought, okay, it's all horrible. They've got them in this prison. And then you, you go up to the beach and they're just all these people crucified. It was, it was horrible. Yeah, there's nothing redeemable about these rattlers assholes. No, no. So she, she's not as bulky anymore because she's lost her muscles and uh her hair is big arms but she's she's still conscious uh ellie cuts her loose and the first thing abby does is free lev now at first it seems ellie is content to let them go but a flash of a bloody jewel changes ellie's mind she wants to fight abby refuses she literally says i can't let you leave and abby says i'm not doing this only when ellie threatens to kill lev uh she does do something they fight, and it's a brutal fight. Ellie cuts Abby up. Abby bites off two of Ellie's fingers. Ellie gets the upper hand and starts drowning Abby. She then sees a flash of Joel playing a guitar. She regains her senses and starts crying. She lets Abby go. Abby doesn't think twice, takes laugh, and sails away. This this fight was... There was nothing fun or nice about no. that. Uh, and and again, that was completely intentional. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no way they wanted you to have fun during this. I mean, again, I was very, there was a horrible, horrible bit where you have to like drive a knife into her chest, mm -hmm. like right into the chest, and you have to like keep pressing the button and you can almost feel it going in. And it, that bit was horrible. I was just like, oh, God, I don't want to keep pressing, but I have to. Uh, yeah. I believe if you don't do that, then Abby will probably kill you. I think I heard that somewhere that if you don't put the knife in then abby will then yeah so you have, you have to, to do it yeah. yeah you have to oh yeah of yeah. course you have to do so. it yeah. <laughs> but yeah it was brutal you know and then again abby didn't want to but then just compare again that now ellie's kind of the villain here because abby's the one trying to protect lev because if ellie kills abby what happens to lev will ellie take no he died care of lev yeah so and it's and again from you know when we see abby kill joe and when we get to this moment, which is the moment we've all been waiting for, but we don't mm. want Ellie to go through it, that we're on yeah. Abby's side. Yeah. It feels quite hollow, doesn't it? At this point, you're like, look. And that was the point, yeah. Let it Just go. Just let it go. Yeah. 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 What is fun, by the way, is that you see the whole Rattler camp burning in the background where the, the, <laughs> the escaped prisoners are, yeah. are, are just kicking the crap out of them. So that's, yeah. that's cool because there's, as I said, there's nothing redeemable about these assholes. No. <laughs> 
So right. uh, yeah, we we the last thing we see here is Abby uh, Ali uh, crying in the sea, and Abby sailing off with Lev. Uh, next scene is the farmhouse again, and we see Ali in the grain with two fingers missing, pinky and ring finger. As she walks towards the house, you can already see that she's not going to find anyone there. It's empty, except for the room uh, that has Ali's stuff in there where, where she was painting the the room uh, that we see at the beginning. Where she has all the paintings, and, and apparently Dina put all Abby's uh, Ellie's stuff in there. She tries to play Joel's guitar, but she can't do it anymore because she's missing two fingers. So we get another flashback, mm-hmm. and this is the last <clears throat> flashback in the game. And this is the bit which we saw a brief moment of when she was fighting Abby. Yes, Joel is playing guitar. Ellie approaches him, and they talk. And this is the dialogue: "I was supposed to die in that hospital. My life would have mattered, but you took that away from me." And then, Joel, if somehow the Lord gave me a second chance at that moment, I will do it all over again. Ali takes that in. said, yeah, I just, I don't think I can ever forgive you for that. But I would like to try. They both cry. And Joel says, I'd like that. And Ali says, okay, see you around. Joel says, yep. And we go back to the present. Ali puts down the guitar and walks away. And we zoom in on the guitar's head. And we see Ellie uh, in, in the window. We see Ellie walk through the grain, disappear in the distance, leaving the farm behind where she had a happy life. But that happy life didn't take very long. Then we get the credits. And at the end of the credits, we go to the menu. And instead of a boat in the mist, we now see the boat that Abby took with Lev on the shore of Catalina Island. Does this mean that there is it to be continued? I would say most definitely. Yes. So, so they got to they got to Santa Barbara, didn't they? Is that isn't that where they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I well, would they say they were in yes. Santa Barbara and they got to Catalina Island. Sorry, yeah, where yeah, the yeah. fireflies were regrouping. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, the the trolls will love that if we played the entirety of the next game with Abby. Yes. <laughs> I, I, would I would love, love it. it. Yeah, me too. I'm, um, I'm done with Ellie, to be honest. Ellie's story, as far as I'm concerned, Ellie's story is is over. True, although I think there we can still find out more about her immunity. I know people were talking online about maybe how next game she could use her immunity uh, to maybe help the world. Mm, she could almost have find... a... It could be like her redemptive... Yeah. Arc maybe where That's she it. finally if, she's let go of Joel now. She's left his guitar exactly. there. She, she's left that feeling of needing to have revenge and she she can now move on and maybe the next story would be her trying to find a doctor. <laughs> yeah. That could operate on even and maybe she she would die then and that would bring the story full circle. That would be what she was maybe supposed to do. That maybe it's how the next game will end. But very kind of sad, but then if it <laughs> If there will be a next game, we'll see. Mm. See, I was actually, <clears throat> I was, I was glad it was over. Um, <laughs> At that point, yes. <laughs> yeah, it, as I said, the, for me, the game was too long. Mm. Um, it took away from the storytelling. A lot of the sections that were too long for me. Uh, also because I'm just bad at shooters, so probably the game took longer for me than uh, than it it, it should have uh, taken. And I was actually really angry at the game at this point. And it took me a few days to figure out why I was angry. And uh, yeah, well, we already discussed that. It's, it's just, you know, st- these decisions that are made by these characters um, that 
you, you, uh, again, you don't, you don't, it's not your choice. You don't hmm. play these characters. You, you, uh, they don't, you don't decide for these characters. You play them, but you don't decide for them. And especially when you get these two fights between these two women. And I really, really did not like that. Um, that that took a toll on but me. But I think it was true to the story, and I think it was true to mm-hmm. the character. Definitely. So I yeah, I didn't true. mind it, but and I, I it wasn't wasn't enjoyable. But it wasn't supposed to be, I guess. No, and it took me, exactly. It's it completely intentional. It took me a while to to realize that, and um, that's also why you should never emotionally write a review or anything. Because if I had written a review at that point, I would have blasted the game apart. Which would have, would have been unfair. Which is, uh, but at least I could say, well, I wrote a review after playing it, uh, and I didn't review bomb it without playing it. Yeah, which most of those pathetic little so-called fans mm-hmm. did. Um, but after now uh, looking back at it, it's like now three weeks ago, I think, uh, when mm-hmm. I finished it. Yeah, it, it has settled down, and I started to appreciate it a lot more. Um, a lot of the section that I did not fully appreciate it. It's like. Uh, like I'm glad I played it, but I don't think I will play it again. I can see myself replaying Last of Us One. I do mm. not think I will replay Last of Us Two anytime soon. No, I think that's fair enough, though. I mean, I think I appreciated or not enjoyed, but I kind of was satisfied by the ending more than you were, Thomas. But equally, I don't think I'd want to play through it again because it's just because it's a lengthy game, and I think you. As, what more can you get out of it rather than, you know you you find more extra bits the story is the main reason to be mm-hmm. playing the game and obviously the combat as well and once you've gone through that very lengthy story you know that, that i think that's fine but to, to sort of say that's it <laughs> i've played the story i know what happens i don't know how much more i suppose there would be little points you'd probably get back you know re-watching it and knowing what was going on now but yeah, I, I I don't feel I'll I'll replay it again. But I did I did enjoy isn't the right word, but yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Do you know what you mean, mean? But like I thought it was it, good. I did cry at the end. I thought it was a sad ending. Yeah, it no, it's it sad. Was, to it, me, it was very moving. To me, yeah. it felt like um, I felt like when I watched The Mist or when I watched A Joker. It's like I recognize it's good. I am never seeing these movies again. <laughs> Fair enough. I think that's fair enough. Um, I think for me, I was like, yeah, I've, I've, I've had the experience. I don't need to experience it again. But equally, I, I enjoyed it or, or recognised it was good and, um, and, and saw what they were trying to do. I don't think they always achieved what they were trying to do, but I think they were very admirable in, in going about it in that way. And it's quite unusual for such a big game to take away your control these days. Um, mm. Uh, and in it's such a brutal way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's unusual, isn't it? So, uh, no, I I mean, it's a very bleak story as well. That's the other thing. It's like it's, you know, and it's a long bleak story. So it was quite nice to be done with it and move on. <laughs> were, we, were we expecting anything else than a bleak story? This was- no, I mean, I knew it was be bleak, but I mean, I The Last of Us is bleak in ways, but it's not as bleak as that but this was bleak because of the characters just desire to keep killing and to you know this desire to get to abby and i just at, at all costs really and, and just like the bitterness that sets in um and it just it was just sad 
um i think that's why i found it sad at the end just because it was it was just so pointless really <laughs> which was also the whole point of the game of course yeah of course yeah of course yeah but that i so i knew it would be bleak but then i think as i was getting along i was like oh god it's really bleak <laughs> yeah yeah that 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 last part was also quite quite long and you had to go through all that and then to eventually and apparently people were mad that they that you didn't get to kill abby i'm like yeah, I've what game do you think read that? Or I know that. how. What was? I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm, a, bit sure of, I'm that, a bit scared of people like that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. By that point, you're supposed to be like, actually, I can understand because she killed her dad. She killed, you know, her her loads of her friends, and she'd let her live, and then she still came back and killed mm-hmm. everybody. You know, and, if and I was Abby, I'd be like, I mean, if yeah. if you say. Uh, um, Ellie has a right to her revenge, but Abby doesn't. Abby has more of a right to revenge. Way more. I mean, her father was murdered. And her, by that act, the entire her entire uh, com- uh, community was destroyed. I mean, it's uh, the whole idea of, you know, is an eye for an eye ever a good basis for anything? Because you could be like, well, did Abby have to hit like kill Joel so brutally with a golf club or I I mean that's part of it definitely the game knows what they're doing if Abby had just like shot him once in the head with a gun would people be as mad probably not but because she did it so brutally they were also complaining that yeah Joel should have gotten a more glorious ending no this is that is that does not happen that doesn't even happen in real life I I, I listened to to uh, uh, someone and it was like in real life I, I can't remember the source, but this is not coming from me. This is coming from a, a YouTube video I watched. It's like in real life, how often does it happen that someone gets to go peacefully surrounded by uh, his or her loved ones holding their hands and then just drift away? No, even in real life, most people don't know, uh, uh, don't determine the way they go. When they're going to pop it. Yeah. And Joel had it coming. Let, let's be honest. Joel had it coming. And he knew, he knew. What was gonna happen? That's why he gave the the best line of the of the whole game. So you, what you, why don't you just give me whatever uh, uh, speech you have rehearsed? You're gonna get it over with. He knew this was bound to happen at one time because he crossed so many people. And I loved playing as Joel in in in, in part one. I loved the character, but I, I'm like, yeah, yeah. This is this is what <laughs> this is what you get when you have done what he has done when you uh, doom all of humanity (laughs) that that on top of it but most of humanity don't know that because if 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 jacksonville if the people in jacksonville had known that they could have been saved from these monsters if joel had killed had let abby go uh, ellie go i think they would have turned on joel yeah definitely most of them would have yeah Mm -hmm. you sacrificed the world for a ch- second chance at being a dad, and it's a great character. I mean, you can be, you can make incredibly st- stupid decisions, selfish decisions, being a being a, a completely selfish asshole, and still be a great character. Yeah, you can, oh, you completely. Can, you can even be a good, a good uh, in a way. Uh, he's not a well. He is a bad person, but <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, it's because you are mainly playing as him with Ellie that you start to like him because 
he gets on well with Ellie and she kind of, and it's very, it's interesting the similarities b- between his relationship and Ellie and uh, Abby's relationship with Lev. Cause I think Lev does the same thing to yeah. Abby in bringing that out and bringing you know, the humanity uh, back in. in, in, in yeah, in. exactly. Um, and Ellie doesn't have that anymore. And maybe that's part of the problem. She has Dina obviously, but Dina, I don't know. It's not quite the same kind of relationship where Abby, you know, Abby feels she has to protect Lev. Whereas I think, Dina and and Ellie are kind of on equal footing. Yeah, because Dina can take can, can take care of herself. It, it more with, Lev, yeah. Lev can also take care of herself, but Lev is thirteen years old. Yeah, so it's a similar kind of Joel Ellie yeah. relationship, I yeah. think. Yeah. Sasha. Yeah, and I was about to say that they mirrored uh, Joel and Ellie in Last of Us Part One. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with just about everything you guys say that, um, Joel, you know, that, uh, he sacrificed the world, but then there's another interesting one line of dialogue in the flashback. I forget, is it no, no lean who was, the leader of the fireflies, uh, who's speaking to the doctor, to Abby's father, Marlene, right before the Marlene, that's it. Yeah. When she was speaking to, uh, Abby's father. If it's your granddaughter, what would you make yes. with them? And then, and he he didn't answer. He didn't answer. Interestingly, but Abby hears that, and Abby says, "Dad, if it was me, I want you to do the surgery." Yes, but we still don't know if he now if he would have done it. Now, I'm not saying you know, of course. I mean, it's it's, it's a horrible, yeah, horrible choice. The point, the point, to the make, point is, but Joel took that choice away from Abby. True. No, absolutely. Yes. Which was uh, not his right to do, but I also wonder. Uh, and then looking back at uh, Last of Us Part One, if that Firefly soldier had not been so uh, so mean to him, when uh, he, the one who was supposed to escort him out, would he have snapped and and made that same decision? Mm. If they had shown more empathy there, and that's also what you see in this game, um, is that you know when you are when you kill. You get killed when you go for revenge. It just spirals out of control. But if you break the cycle and uh, if you take, um, if you take the good the good road, if you save a life, you you redeem yourself. And mm. Yeah, there there is an interesting point I read uh, somewhere. Uh, perhaps to to finish it off there, where uh, someone mentioned that obviously we don't know the time how long uh, has passed between Ellie leaving the Rattlers and leaving Abby and then when she gets back to the farmhouse. Because obviously the, the time has passed to, for her to get back because she's lost That's her fingers. Several months. But she also, someone's pointed out, she is wearing this bracelet that Dina gave her. And when she has a fight with Abby, when she has the fight with Abby, she isn't wearing that bracelet. So there is some thoughts that maybe she went back to see Dina in uh Jacksonville first, and then this is her going back to the farm. Uh, farm land. What's that? Sorry, L- laying Joel to rest. Yeah, lay him to rest to maybe pick up her stuff. Like she, she's got his guitar there, and then she decides to leave it because she's decided that she's moved on from whatever was keeping her from, you know, having to take revenge and having to keep hold of Joel in that way. She's kind of let that go. And that was the kind of thought that maybe she hasn't gone straight back there and everyone's deserted her because you do kind of notice she goes in and she's not like, hello. She, she is very aware that there's not anyone there. She just goes straight up and gets the guitar. So that's a, that is a thought. And the bracelet kind of ties into that, that she wasn't wearing it when she was fighting Abby. 
suddenly she's wearing it. It could just be, of course, it could just be the animators not realizing that, or maybe, <laughs> hey, she just had it. She just had it in her pocket <laughs> when she was fighting Abby. She didn't wear it. But yeah, I, I, I don't I know. Doubt, I doubt it. I I, doubt there'll it. be something in that, won't there? So I, I think she's maybe gone vi- back to visit Dina first and then gone back to the farm. Could be a different interpretation because she wasn't terribly upset. I know she could have been that she just accepted it. Yeah. But she wasn't. She's, uh, she's quite, she didn't call out for Dina. I think, yeah, she's very quiet, very subdued. But you can take it. Either that she's already seen Dina, or she's accepted that Dina has left. So, well, it's a, yeah, it's certainly a, it's a more positive ending if if we believe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than she's gone back to nothing. They, they I were, mean, but they I, were clearly they were clearly happy there. So it's it's yeah. a bit of a nostalgia thing there. What I yeah. actually what I thought at first here was yeah, girl, that's what you get when you <laughs> that's what you deserve, of course. That's that is what she mm-hmm. deserves, and it, that was what I also found was just very sad. Was just that she'd given all this up for nothing, really. What did she, you know? She get out of it in the end, just completely nothing, completely destroyed everything in her life, really. Yeah, but she knew that was going to happen, and she still had to do it. And that's, I think, that that's the one thing the game just really powerfully shows the the emotion of revenge. I think, and really how that can get, take hold of someone, and how. It's really hard for anyone else outside to understand, you know, why would you do this? It doesn't make any sense. But I think within her, it clearly made sense. Do we do we see the the five stages of grief here in Ellie's, in Ellie's journey? I they are definitely they see are. anger. <laughs> definitely see anger. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Well, yeah, I, I mean, mean definitely she, acceptance oh, yeah. and depression yeah. in terms of she, you know, when she stops fighting Abby, she yeah, realizes, yeah. you know, I think I mean, you yeah, would definitely go through. I don't know if it's exactly in that. that no, season, no, but, but she definitely goes through all of them. I think, as I think anyone probably would. I think again in that world that they're living in, that it's perfectly normal uh, to to feel like that, feel all those emotions sometimes at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, I don't think in, in the real world it's meant to be sort of very clinically laid out like that either. So yeah, I think it's that's True. why it, it's very believable, very human mm-hmm. in yeah, a no, very odd world. Yeah, because at no point, I mean, at, there were times throughout the game when I was, you know, nearly shouted, screaming, "No, don't do this!" But at no point did I feel that this was out of character. I always believed, yeah, I can see this character as horrible as it is, and as horrible as playing it was. At every moment in the story and in the game, I thought, yeah, I can see why they would do this. I can yeah. understand why. They, I, I mean, I could understand why Ellie would still want to kill Abby and why Abby just didn't want, because she'd already got her revenge. Abby had already got and found out how hollow it was. And now she's just trying to move on, protect Lev, whereas Ellie's still out for revenge, thinking it will save her. Um, mm. but I suppose that's a good point. Yeah, Abby. Abby did get her revenge, and look where that got her. She, she, yeah. yeah. It, revenge um, doesn't get you. Abby, that's Abby what this realized you. sooner than Ellie that uh, it's empty. It's it's well because exactly. she got it though. Yeah. She, she got it get very it, early on. At least she got it. <laughs> it took Ellie a long it, time to get it. Very, it's very empty. Then yeah, she she got it. And then and it, it turned, didn't fill the hole. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then it you know turned it turned maybe people against her that uh, people might have got thought how how cruel. She is so. Yeah, but that's that. Like that's hell. that whole. That's that whole cycle 
of of revenge because uh sh- yeah who's coming after you next i mean <laughs> Ellie. there is so much <laughs> yeah there is so much death in this game you know and 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 depth know, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that too <laughs> okay <laughs> Yes, you're yeah, saying okay. We're getting near to the end, are we? So, yeah, I think we, said, we, we, we could so talk about we, this for a long time, but yeah. yeah. Do we think that in 10 years we're going to get uh, Last of Us Part 3? I, oh, think, I think so, sooner yeah. than that. Yeah. I think, I think probably than 7. Years. I'm guessing 7 or 5. Between 5 Should and 7. Should we put a bet on it now? I, I'm, I'm going to say 5. <laughs> I think 5 years. I think between 5 and 7. <laughs> I think you're both right. Because I, I think that. Um, I don't know what if you know Naughty Dog might make another game. I don't know if they'll make another Uncharted game in the meantime or another because I know that they finished a main Uncharted series, but they might go to make side series of uh, Uncharted. Mm-hmm. That's even a word. But um, I think they might make one or two games first, um, and then I think they might go back to that. But, you know, let the dust settle because there, yeah. there's a lot of reaction to this game. So I'd go back to making Uncharted, which is a nice kind of fluffy game, like, and then maybe go back. And I enjoyed them, not this, you know, at all. But um, and then I think, yeah, we're doing five, seven years. Uh, they'll probably go back to finish this, and then make this a trilogy. Yeah, but, and then it's on PlayStation Five, and it already looked. Absolutely look- stunning on PlayStation yeah, 4, let alone right, didn't it? How, yeah. how it's going to look on PlayStation 5. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, so um, I think, uh, if you would rank that- it uh, out of 10, what would you give Oof. this? Ooh. I'll be interested what you say, having not actually played I mean, I it, but watched I it. haven't played it. Just what, yeah, definitely high. I mean, as I said, I think my main criticism of it is that for... Again, watching it, it did feel a little overlong that I didn't feel with Last of Us Part 1, watching Part part 1. Both with Ellie and Abby, I felt. I thought that there was a lot of wandering around, uh, trying to, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, reading notes for combinations and picking up objects. And now I know that players might enjoy that. Maybe or not finding it. the note with the combination. <laughs> They're not finding <laughs> Very it. Very annoying. But, you know, I, I thought maybe if they could have, moves on a little quicker, um, especially with, sure. with Abby's like, you know, it's again a flashback within the flashback within the flashback. That it's like, okay, you are kind of, this is really on the nose. But overall, I thought uh, the writing was really good, very successful, because as we've mentioned numerous times, when we first see Abby, we want her to die painfully and horribly. Then when we get that chance as Ellie, we don't want, we want Abby to live and we come to care for Abby. At least I did just watching it and believe you, you guys did as well. I know that not everyone felt like that. Um, and yeah, I could have had a little bit more Joel, but I did like the scenes at the museum with the dinosaurs. So I would probably give it um, eight or even, a, yeah, I think eight out of 10 for me. I think I would give it an eight and a half. I think, yeah, for me, that would it'd be around that. And I agree. I think for me, story was really involving little mm. little points where, you know, I guess the kind of a bit of ludonarrative dissonance, um, a bit a bit of um, uh, there's that phrase that wow. we adventure <laughs> gamers. Yeah, there was a bit of that sometimes, which kind of let the story down a little bit. Um, but which is basically, if you don't know what it is, that is just that the gameplay narrative differs from the story narrative. So in the story narrative, it's like, oh my god, she killed this one person, mm. and then it's like she killed loads of people. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, so that did 
suffer a little bit. And but I thought the combat was excellent. It was it just kept you. You were always on your feet. You always felt really tense. You were always running out of ammo. Um, and the the AI was really intelligent in terms of like swarming you and finding out where you were. Um, so yeah, I thought the combat was excellent. The story was most on the most part really good and sort of unique in the way they decided to tell it. Um, and I I would play the next one. So yeah, I think I. Eight and a half. I think eight and a half is a fair score. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If 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 I'd asked myself straight right after the game, <laughs> two, two, right after, no, I would I would have given it five or a six. Four. Mm. Now, uh, now that for me the dust has settled, and I've gotten to re- uh, relive it again through watching a, a video and making the prep for this spoiler cast, I'm now uh, giving it. An 8 out of 10. I still think the original Last of Us gets from me a 10 out of 10 because I think that game is utterly brilliant. This game, uh, the pacing, um, mm. there was some some, fr- some some genuine frustrations, nothing to do with story but with uh, with combat and st- stuff like that, even though the combat is, is better than at the original. So for me, this is a, a an 8 out of 10. And uh, by that, we have come to the end of this uh, second spoiler cast for Last of Us 2. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope uh, our listeners enjoyed it. Please let us know on Twitter, on f- uh, Facebook, on Discord, what you uh, what your thoughts are of this game, if you've played it. Um, if you agree with us, uh, if you don't agree with us, that's fine too. Keep it civil, but... Uh, <laughs> Well, to be honest, our, our the conversations that are happening in Discord are always civil. The people are very yes, yes. Uh, eloquent and uh, outspoken, but uh, in a very good way. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing from our, our community there uh, and what they thought of this of this game and if it uh, lives up to the hype. Yeah, shout out to the guys on Twitter. We had some really great discussions again about uh, Myst and other stuff as well. We have discussions on, you know, I can't remember now, but different topics in adventure games. Uh, uh, I can't, you know, again, my mind's gone blank, but th- they know who are, they are on Twitter, on Discord, and they're, it's quite active now. And, um, and they showed us a documentary to Myst, and they're kind of like disagreeing with us, but very respectfully. And I really, Really enjoy it. So thank you hey, to everyone on, on some, Discord. Some also agreed with Laura and me. That's true. That that's, is- uh, that's, that's the fun part. Uh, to everyone, I'd say you're my people now. I wish you a very good <laughs> evening, day, or whatever. And thank you for listening to this spoiler special. Goodbye. Keep and on thank- questing. And, and thank you for hosting, Thomas. You're yes, welcome. thank you. If you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are an adventure game developer or adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you 
please may enjoy it. And you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com. So until next time, thank you.